What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today we have Denzel from the OBGMs. I'll have to say it right out of the gate. I think the OBGMs are the best punk band you haven't heard of yet. Like, Mm. I cannot believe you guys aren't like one of the biggest punk acts in the world right now. You're so fucking talented. You're so good. Like, everything about this is the most punk thing you've ever heard. Uh, and even your history is a pretty punk uh, history. And we'll, t- we'll chat a little bit about that. But I just cannot believe that whenever I talk to somebody about, you know, good punk music right now, I mention you guys' name and they just haven't heard you yet. And I'm like, you yep. have to listen to the OBGMs. You're so fucking it. good. Yes. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. Like, uh, I tell people at our shows that we have had for a long time, but we just started touring them recently again. Like we like we need you to talk about us. It's the number one compliment you possibly can give us because if we can get them to the show, we'll handle it from there. Oh, like, for sure. Um, we'll handle it. We'll handle it from there. Like it's Love that, that's that's you saying yeah. that the show itself is yeah. so good that you can just immediately make a fan. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I honestly like no. I don't want to sound too cocky or arrogant or anything, but I think we have probably one of the better shows like in in music <laughs> in yeah, music in, ge- in music in general like i think we do a lot i think we try hard at least so it's just about that word of mouth like i would rather hear somebody say the obgms are overrated than somebody tell me how how underrated we are i want you to be sick of us <laughs> i would i would rather <laughs> oh god they're everywhere oh my god i can't hear another obgm so i would much rather that life <laughs> than this this underground life of uh people saying oh man you guys are so good I, like you're just as good as all the other bands that i love like thank you like i love it uh, I'm, uh, uh i don't understand why i <laughs> so, but happy to be here though nonetheless love it do do you think that there's anything having to do with being a Canuck that uh, that plays into that? We were talking to to uh, our friend Stephen Harrison, who's now playing guitar for Cancer Bats, but he was saying that the Cancer Bats do really really well in Canada and sometimes in Europe and stuff like that. But in the United States, it's, it's a struggle for some reason. But they're fucking awesome. Yeah, like the straight business end of it is that 
the unfortunate part about it is that all the people from Canada are spending most of their careers trying to get to the States. Um, yeah. How do we access the States? How do we uh, visit the States? But the way the music industry is set up right now, in my personal opinion, everything is geo-locked. To get out of here, you have to have a buzz from here, uh, which siphons you up to whatever powers that be, whether streaming services, uh, promotional uh, or label support. Um, it, it siphons you up to the top boss in your region. Basically, all your regions, they don't fight, uh, but they, they have to pick which one they are going to focus on. And um, that's the unfortunate part. We're, full, we're still trying to get to that part where in our region, we're the guys. And we're just not, you know, like that's the straight business end of it. So bands like the Cancer Bats, which are like legends out here, um, like everybody knows them it, like in the hardcore scene. They've been doing it for a very, very long time. Yeah. Will spend a large part of their time like will they even try to get out of here? They deserve it. They've been doing fucking good music for the last like like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've been the best for that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're around when Alexis on Fire was popping off and they were just as good touring with them, you know? Um, uh, so, uh, but there's just something that doesn't click to get us out of here. And it's a sad, it's a sad thing, but uh, it's a, it's a necessary evil uh, or sorry, maybe it's an unnecessary evil that all of us are basically trying to, to uh, escape to the States. And when we have that, clout or legitimacy there we can bring that home and turn it into whatever we want to but that's a that's a that's a lottery in itself you know yeah, um, that's it but like there's a lot of other parts about just living in Canada that just are not as desirable when it comes to uh, touring like the I live in Ontario so the there's not a lot of great there's not a lot of big cities around me when it comes to markets whereas I can go to New York State and on a tour path, I can have Rochester, Albany, Buffalo, New York City, Philly. Any, I mean, it's all yeah. around there in a straight line. Uh, don't get me started about the business end of this, but like uh, we all want to get out there, or most of us want to get out here. And nobody envisioned their career saying, "saying Oh man, we're we're big in Canada. Fuck that. You save me, <laughs> save me, you save me in states." <laughs> Boise, Idaho, save me. <laughs> hey, if if Nickelback was able to do it, Denzel, then you should be able to as well. Ugh, they're overrated. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I, fuck, I, I love Nickelback. There comes the hero to save us. I love that shit. Um, but like, that there's a there's an element of just um, and I don't know how like Americans perceive it, but like there's a from here. When you're seen as a Canadian band, that's not a desirable thing. Identifying identifying as a Canadian band or somebody saying that first, that's not what I want to hear because there's like a layer of like a film that's attached with that. Whereas, hey, say I'm from the UK. Oh, I thought you guys were from UK. UK acts. Nice, desirable coolness a part of that. California band, coolness <laughs> a, part of, a part of that. But uh, I will say that we are more lucky than most. We're from Toronto. Like, so like, there's a lot of cool bands from here. Like there's many, many, many cool bands from here. So I don't have to deal with as much as that of that barrier in that film as like like bands from Saskatoon that may have to, bands from yeah. Vancouver and much. I was gonna say I don't know any punk bands from Winnipeg. That's the thing. There probably are many great ones. That's the thing, but I don't yeah. either. Um they're spending <laughs> their time. Their America is Toronto. Um, like they have to get here to get noticed before they even get back out there. Fuck, man, you know, it's sucks. trash. It's it's really, really bad, but like but Toronto got got a lot of crazy band. Pup, Pup is probably the king, uh, yeah. the kings uh, of this. Uh, I think they'll get a Grammy this year, um, and they should. <laughs> and um, 
Well, but there's like so many bands. Metric, Billy Talent, you know, the name that goes on. Alexis yeah. on Fire. I, I yeah. think that Canadian bands get slept on so hard. Because sure, there's right. been so many good Canadian bands. I mean, Absolutely. even just historically. I mean, think of like Rush or yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Guess Who, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are some... Arcade those Fire. Are some arcade Fire, yeah. Arcade fire heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. And it's not like... It's not like Canada is a huge country population wise. I mean, it's no. smaller than New York, right? I mean, yeah, we are what we're at like 38 million uh, yeah. total. Like, yeah, there's, there's no reason that Canada should be putting out so much good music. And for there to be such a, a glass ceiling there, mm. it's just stupid. Yeah, it's just business. Yeah. It's business, baby. Uh, you can you can focus on a country with a huge landmass. Uh, and only 38 million people, or you can go to the state of New York. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Like, I'll go to the state of New York. Why? Because New York, uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, like, they're all there. <laughs> like, we can just do that instead and have all the value of of Canada in that one scoop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So are you saying that one day we might be able to say the OBGMs is a New York band? Well, there's a lot of things. I've been in a band for 15 years. I've been in OBGMs for 15 years. How many of them have I been serious? I don't know, but uh, let's call it all of them. <laughs> um, uh, they're, a lar- they're a large part of my life where I thought I was going to be like, oh, I can't wait. we got to move to L.A. Uh, to make this thing happen uh, so people recognize us and yada, yada, yada. But the States, in my opinion, has a lot of other variables that are not for me to live in at this point in time. Uh, so I don't know if I'll ever move to the states uh toronto is really flipping sweet maybe you guys should move here um really nice got some healthcare that's kind of free um it's just built in your, it's built into your wages your wages might be 30 percent less but but, but uh, um but uh um but like since there's like so many cool acts coming out of here i think um if i was in my ideal world like i would live by by coastal you know what i mean like i would like spend six months in the state spend six months here um and uh just move around like that or spend my life on tour and just live here right like my band idol is pup uh but like that grind where they're on tour eight months out of every year for five and six years straight like not everybody can take that. <laughs> not not everybody. Not, not it's brutal for you, but it but it paid off. Especially um, when you got a, a significant other like yourself. For sure, right? Uh, like right. Uh, they have they have kids now, right? So uh, one yeah. of them is yeah, Nestor does. So like it's tough. It's tough to do. Um, but I don't want to. Like I think a lot of Canadian bands get caught up in, in how do I leave? When do I leave? Where do I go? And they end up just staying where they are, which is local. Um, and sure. I don't want to look back at my life in 10 years saying, oh, I should have left. Uh, I should have done something and put a bet on myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so whatever makes sense, like to me personally is what will, is what I'll do at least, you know? Sure, <laughs> so, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. So enough of the Canadian music industry. Let's actually chat about you guys' yep. history. So here's something I was really surprised by when I actually looked up some of the history of the OBGMs. You guys start out out back in 2007 like you said you've been in the band for 15 years yeah. uh i wouldn't have guessed that you guys were that yeah. old honestly um yeah, and so i'm sure there, there's quite a bit of gap there but here's the thing you guys might have the most interesting route to punk music 
of probably any punk band of all time. It like it like just it feels like it. everything was so like <laughs> happenstance of how you guys ended up in punk music. Uh, so anyway, can you chat a little bit about some of that early history that those 2007, 2008, yeah. 2009 years? What was that like? Uh, you know, trying to create this punk band uh, of a bunch of these, you know, with with all your friends and. Also yeah. being black Canadians, you know, it's not like there's yeah. a ton of black Canadian punk bands. And so, like, no, anyway, there's yeah, t- chat a little bit us. all about that. There's not a lot of black punk bands in general. In general, man, but, yeah. like, in this country, Jesus. Um, so there's a lot of layers to that. So me and Kalanthony, the drummer of the band, started out just uh, producing. Like, in that time in history, like, who was popular? We got, like, 50 Cent. We're fresh out of the Dipset era of production. And... Uh, that's when hip hop for me personally was becoming really, really, really generic. And everybody was sounding the same. Like all my friends were rappers or producers and like all their beats sound the same. And I think every era has some form from some form of this, but like it was really, really apparent for me at that point in time. So Cole already played drums in like church. So I was like, I'm going to learn the guitar and we're going to start a band. So I, I learned guitar like six to eight months later. I've never got better than those six to eight months. And, <laughs> and like, that's like, that's like, I that's tell so everybody, punk rock, honestly. I bro. tell that's everybody. So punk I, rock. <laughs> I, I only learned guitar enough to write a song. Like, that's it. Like, because that's all I needed. Like, I didn't want to get lost in all of the theory and blah, blah, blah. And by all means, you learn and apply it. But I just wanted to do as long as I can make the shapes to make things sound cool. I don't really care about everything else. Um, so we started a band like a year later and we went through like 20 different members because we didn't have a singer and we booked the show uh the person that we had as a singer quit uh so i was like "Fuck it i'll do it um (laughs) and uh, the first time i ever sang and uh, played guitar at the same time was our first show Uh, wow because i didn't know I didn't sing in practice. I hated singing. <laughs> like, Dude, I still I, to this day. <laughs> I cannot imagine your band without you singing. Uh, it was glorious default, right? Default is the best thing. Uh, sometimes uh, it, it worked out because um, since I'm not a singer and I've never grew up singing and I never had any intention of being the singer of this band, I did what was more natural to me and like keep it within a few notes that are more like hip hop oriented and and rapping oriented. And the deliveries are more, nobody's focusing on the note I'm necessarily singing for most of the songs. So I was sure. like, how do I do this? Yeah, man. So like growing up, we never, like I know I never listened to rock growing up, like at all. Why I thought it would be cool to start a punk band was I was like, nobody's doing this right now. It's 2007, nobody's doing this right now. Um, not, not many. And we don't have any of the influences that everybody else has. Like. Like y'all, you guys have to listen. You guys needed to know. Never mind. You needed to know about the Stooges. You needed to know about. I don't know anybody. I don't know. I still don't know much <laughs> about about any people who talk to me about punk rock. Like who? Like unless it was like a pop <laughs> single, because I did do some research. Like afterwards, I probably don't know it. I probably still don't know it. But it has to, unless it's a hit. If it's a hit, I knew it. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, man, I was like, let's do the loudest thing possible. Uh, we started a band and uh, and 15 years later, we're still chasing that dream, you know? During this time, like, it's crazy because like, as a band that's been around that long, we don't have a lot of music out because uh, I am also uh, a, a terrible, terrible uh, perfectionist where, uh, to the point where it's complete pro- procrastination. Um, we recorded two whole albums that we never released. Uh, wow, wow. Because- 
yeah, two whole ones that we've never ever released. Um, our self-titled that's out right now actually came out in 2015, um, and we re-released it in 2017. And then we recorded in that period of time two other albums that we never released between 2017 and uh, 2022, uh, or wow. now, or 2020. I mean, yeah, man, uh, I don't do that anymore. Uh, now I just put it out. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> now I'll, ne- I'll never be like that again because it just steals your life away. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, it's been a long time. I'm happy, happy for the ride. So can you, if you're comfortable explaining a little bit about maybe how you ended up in Canada in the first place yeah. as well, you, you said you grew up in, in Jamaica or, no, no, or you were from, born there? I was born here. I was born here. My oh, mom you were born in from, Canada. Okay. So yeah, your, yeah, your family yeah. of origin was, was, yeah, was, yeah, they're from was Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. My mom okay. moved from Jamaica to LA to Toronto. So and, what kind of influences there, um, you know, was, was there, was there traditional Jamaican yeah. music being played in yeah. your house growing up. Um, That's a great question. How, yeah. how did that culture kind of maybe maybe seep its way into uh, the OBGMs? For sure, man. Um, so my house every Sunday was like the cleaning day. Uh, so um, uh, that's <laughs> where your parents turned you into their indentured servants. <laughs> uh, and, Something uh, we all know too well. Right, exactly. So um, like we'd have the vinyl playing like whatever so a lot of bob marley a lot of a lot of uh fred hammond a lot of oh, yeah. Hammond. i mean a lot of uh a lot of al greens and there's like the disco era a lot of that my favorite song that growing up when i was like a baby was two of hearts i don't know if you know that song yeah <laughs> so uh, that's the record that i'd ask my mom to play yeah how it's seeped in the music is that like since we me and the drummer are both like Caribbean backgrounds. We'd always try to find a rhythm that had some type of influence in that, like through like a lot of our breakdowns or even like cordage, like especially like earlier on, uh, well, like they're always gonna be like a dance hall breakdown somewhere uh, yeah. that we'd have to fit in. Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. I, I really, really am always interested in how geography and culture kind of plays a role in the way people, you know, look at music and, and how they write music. And maybe it's conscious, maybe it's subconscious, but yeah. uh, I've, I've always been fascinated by that. I'm really happy you said Al Green, especially. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, man. Well, I've noticed that uh, a lot of like Al Green's production quality, uh, I think he's got like the greatest production quality on his voice than of any genre, any singer, any anything ever. Absolutely. And if you listen to the OBGMs, I feel like a little bit of that al green quality where like the vocals are really front and center and it's almost like they're in your head it reminds me of al green for sure i've actually had that thought listening to you guys before i appreciate Um, it man i appreciate it it. we we try it we got lucky a couple times like this record our most recent record the ends we got to do with dave schiffman since i hate i literally hate the sound of my voice even right now oh my god um it's like (laughs) so I would always recommend, hey, why don't you just bring it down in the mix to zero <laughs> percent? <laughs> like, uh, so Schiffman was a really a big uh, part of having, at least in the ends, like that vocal up. Uh, and he remixed the original one, so he probably put the vocal up there without my authorization. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. Are you familiar with the band, the punk band called Death? A band called Death from Detroit. I've yes. never listened to a song. I'm familiar with the story. Okay. And I'm familiar with the brothers, um, Uri and, ha- Uri and Hackney, um, Hackney brothers. I'm, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. For sure. I also, I also thought I could draw a few comparisons there um, for our listeners who haven't 
who haven't watched the documentary, definitely go out and watch the documentary, a band called death and you will be absolutely fascinated. Also, it'll make you hate people in the music industry. Like, like the suits, the suits, It'll make you hate them even more. That's that's the industry, right? The industry isn't the artist. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. the industry is 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 the is the the small hand that's uh, behind it. Exactly. <laughs> the Oz. Yeah. Yeah. So Denzel, you have again, like you, you're talking a little bit about like how you kind of got into this punk world, even though you didn't grow up in it at all, mm-hmm. and. Th- there was an interesting thing, like as I was doing like a little bit of research going into the interview that I found really interesting. And, and you don't have to chat about it if you don't want to, but mm-hmm. at least on Wikipedia, it talks about how like your music evolved into into more of like a punk oriented sound mm-hmm. after there was a racist incident that you experienced or, or the band experienced. Um, do, do you want to little like chat a little bit about that? Because I find that really yeah. interesting that like an experience like that could shape like a band's sound. I, I'm just kind of interested. In, and if you don't want to talk about that, it, it's totally fine. I, I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind talking. I don't know if that incident had anything to do directly with our sound per se, but it probably had a lot to do with me being in a band itself. So uh, the long and the short of it is I dealt with uh, incidents with police officers um a very 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 long time ago where the long and the short of it is they basically accused me of doing something that i didn't do and wrote a story about it in front of me while they put me in a ride van and it was like one of the most eye-opening things of my life Uh, my goal right there was to move to the states and go to syracuse but i was not able to leave the country because i had a pending trial so in that time I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I guess I'll learn the fucking guitar. Uh, and <laughs> we should start a band. We should start a band. We should start a band. Um, but, there, uh, but it was like really eye-opening going through this, through this experience because as a kid that like, like I was a really, really good kid. You know what I mean? Uh, a couple months before that, I arranged uh, through my drama troupe uh, a collaboration with the Toronto police and, uh, and like whatever city organization and where we talked about being more of a neighborhood. Uh, and I gave like the closing speech in that. And, like two months later, I was freaking arrested and accused of fucking beating two cops up. And like, I, it literally never happened. <laughs> it literally, it literally, it literally never happened. Um, it, it was crazy. About 11 months later, like in like 12 court appearances, the charges were withdrawn. But like, it really shaped like my life. The damage was done. It really kind of right. changed my take on a lot of different things. And just watching the system from inside. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you talk like. If you were chosen uh, at a particular time with a particular person, um, the odds are stacked against you. Uh, and nobody can tell me any way, any way, uh, any way other around that. That's how it is, how it was and how it will be. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, tough time. Like, I hate it. Uh, tough, 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 tough time. But I do appreciate the blessing. I did learn the guitar at that time. Uh, and that, then I started a band. Uh, so like with that, that's move. Is that the, is that the incident we talking about or there's yeah. a bunch of incidents? And, and yeah. I think what's like really interesting about that is like that embodies like what I think punk is all about is, you know, punk at its best should always be a genre that is speaking against like injustices in our world yeah. and systems of oppression and like your story and your band, this punk band was more or less like born out of this, like. Yeah 
injustice and i would and have then, never learned and, the guitar now like it. obviously you guys yeah. talk about so many different you. things in your music but like at least from the band like here's this like very punk band that's being actually born out of this moment in time where you are being treated unjustly and so anyway I, I just find that really interesting because that's what i think punk ought to be all about oh i appreciate it yeah man like i i literally would have never picked up a guitar i would have i would have moved to the states and then and uh, this would have never happened if that didn't happen step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, obviously, you get started uh, as a punk band because of that incident. But also, later on... Budweiser comes along, yeah. and uh, I th- I don't know like what the like yeah, what the band was state was at this point. Like you mentioned before, you had like two albums that you didn't even release and everything. I don't know if the- it was around that time, but all of a mm-hmm. sudden, like yeah. it seems like this was sort of like a breakthrough moment. And I just find this like this event, this moment in your guys's history really interesting. So, do you want to chat a little bit about like all that yeah, happened man. in that moment? Because yeah, what an yeah, interesting yeah. way for a band to like oh finally like. This 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 is going to be helpful for our career. Yeah, man, I got I got much love for the people at Budweiser still. So the way it happened was uh, we got a random email from a Gmail address uh, and saying, "Hey, they're doing an independent documentary on bands in Toronto. Like, so we want to basically film you guys doing one song, two songs, and then we're gonna film an interview." It's gonna take a whole day, but like, you should do it. You should want to do this. I'm like, cool. I'll love to do it. What people don't know is uh, my drummer didn't want to do it. He's like, oh, I don't want to have to take time off work. I'm a very <laughs> busy person. I don't want to be there. He required a lot of coaxing for me to do this. And like, yo, at that time, nobody was really trying to do anything for us. Like, so anything that could possibly, like, you want to shoot us with a camera, especially at that time? Come on, go, go ahead, please. Like, anybody did that it, wants to do anything. Did it feel a little bit scammy almost? Never. It didn't. I okay, never, cool. ever. And I'll tell you when I clued into it. But like. I thought it was completely legit. They took us to this uh, spot. There's a in Toronto. There's like a, one of the bigger clubs uh, that you play. It's called the Opera House. Um, so for bands like us, like around our size, um, like our step up would probably be like entry level Opera House, uh, where it's like 600, 800 caps that you'd be doing. So like for, but at that time, like we're doing, we're doing like 50 and 100 people. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like so, so, uh, so. Uh, so we got to go see, hey, this is the Opera House. I just saw a show here the other day, and we are doing the inter- the uh, the uh, performance, the one-song performance in a bar right beside it. Um, I just remember, like, 
playing and they interrupted the, our practice and we needed to practice this new song so people so it looked good on the video you know what i'm saying and get the words down right yeah uh they interrupt us they bring us to this interview room uh we do the interview uh they cut the interview sh mad short like during like like i'm saying something important heartfelt and they're like all right cool hey guess what we got to go because we got to do we got to go back to do the performance so all right you guys you guys cut off my practice you cut off my interview time piss me off now um <laughs> and uh uh but before we went to do to go get our gear because i was like yeah i gotta go get my guitar back at the other venue i like i didn't bring it with me they're like don't worry we got it for you they're like hey but we want to show you some cool things you guys mentioned that you like like cool nice things right so i got this there's this antique spot that they have right at the back of the bar i think you guys look at it i'm like i don't give a fuck about antiques bro let me get my guitar so i can practice this song <laughs> what a great one-liner right there um so so we're walking up some dark dark steps and i'm like and i was there i was i was walking up some dark steps and i'm like yo this don't look like it's no antique store man where are we this looks like it's the opera house i was just at a show at the opera house like the week before um i was like this looks like it's the opera and that's when it happened um so lights turned on literally i found out five like two seconds before we walked on stage i was like nah this is why are we in the opera house now <laughs> like so um but i found out right then so all the emotion is genuine um like everybody found out right then and they basically filled up uh like a story venue in toronto with like 800 people and we got to play a song to them and they gave them all our shirts as well um uh, so like it was literally 800 people they lit up the background with our look with our logo uh, they put everybody in our shirts and we just and they're like now you got to play but um but the good part the bad part is like i was like i wish you guys let me practice so, so. <laughs> Oh, but but like we killed it. We still have friends that were on that shoot. Oh, and something I skipped by Joe, our our bassist, he got a text message from one of his friends that says, "Hey, yo, I see a bunch of people with your shirt on the street uh, right now. Um, like that's cool. You guys are making it." And but we never we never thought anything of it. I was yeah. like, "Who?" I was like, "We haven't even really printed a lot. We printed maybe fifty at the time. <laughs> so it was like, what's a lot?" Um, but I was like, "Whatever." Uh, I didn't really I didn't really clue in. Uh, when I look back to it, I should have clued in earlier, but they I think they executed it perfectly, in my opinion. But the benefit of doing that at the time, uh, like what a lot of people don't know is that there was another band as well that that they did. And uh, I don't know if we were even selected first. I just know that we got to be a part of it. Um, and uh, and that it was it was flipping awesome. They never asked us for anything ever. They paid for our whole album, never asked us for anything. Uh, flew us around, never asked us for anything. Paid for our visas, never asked us for anything. Like, um, and gave us like a, a, gave us like for a band, they gave us a huge amount of money uh, outside of that to go do your next shit. Um, you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, never ever once asked us for shit. They asked us for no Budweiser promo. They never called me up to do no Budweiser interview, none of that shit. They literally just said, hey, go be whatever band you need to be. Um, we just want to be a part of this process. And it was it was like weird how how how, how giving they were. <laughs> and we're, like, we're talking like real numbers, man. So like uh, I was very, very grateful. Um, we released, I think that's when we released the self-titled. Uh, they funded the show. They funded everything. Like we played Made in America. 
Uh, I know, I know for a fact, Jay Z heard my song, <laughs> so so wow. I know. So that was important to me, uh, and uh, and uh, it was a it was a it was a really really good time that I look uh, fondly at because like for a band, there's a lot of different moments when you kind of break, but it's never always a straight line. So like that was like that was like entry level. Here you are, um, you can do this at this level. Now, what are you guys gonna do? to make it keep on going you know what i mean uh our our spiral went went up for like two years and it went very very down <laughs> for a few years after that uh and it went back up in like 2020 <laughs> why, why was the surprise like a thing like wh- did they ever tell you yeah. why they told you it was going to be a documentary thing and why, why yeah. didn't they just come out right and say this is what we want to do with you guys i i don't know like i think I think they were interested in just surprising a band for further commercial because I think there was like a bunch of like bud parties or whatever it was like I can't I can't tell you much about the marketing of it uh, but I do enjoy surprises uh, that are positive <laughs> so, so so like but a lot of people come up to me and be like yo was that real I'm like complete genuine surprise on my face complete tears uh, there's a bunch of uh, uh, footage that they never released and like of like the audio of the shit that we were talking uh while it was happening like, oh snap oh man we gonna we've sold out the best way possible <laughs> like, <this> is, <laughs> oh you suckers man like oh man what we gonna do with all this money <laughs> like, like we're, we're we're literally on audio uh like of course you're not gonna put that in a commercial but that's the shit that we're talking <laughs> like what the fuck is cra- crazy experience i think they i legitimately feel uh, straight up they just wanted to help a band one time. Uh, we want to help a band. Let's just see how it goes. Uh, and man. it was sick. Like nobody's ever asked us for shit. Um, we've never given anybody anything uh, except these tracks. <laughs> like, that's about it. Dude, what a cool opportunity. Do you only drink Budweiser now on, like from now on? Like, I feel like you can't drink any other beer because it like uh, for how much that Budweiser did it, with that. Like, I feel like you can't like just drink Coors now. Nah, like, so for me, like, they just, they've never asked us for anything. They've never asked for allegiance. They've never asked for blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't even, I don't even think about that at all. Uh, only, but that being said, I will say that the only beer I endorse will probably have my own name on it. Um, like, uh, so we did something with Collective Arts uh, that, like, which is like a rite of passage for all Toronto bands is you get like a logo on like a limited regular, like, ale or some shit like that. And, um, and, uh, all my favorite bands have been on it uh so so we got that last year um so but back to budweiser i mean i don't think they give a shit man i think that i think their pockets are good uh that they don't need to care about hell yeah Yeah. dude that's such a cool opportunity such a fun time so you said that the that was like a big boost for you guys and then it fell off fell off the cliff and then now you're kind of back up on this on this rise again Mm -hmm. well what what would you attribute that rise to i mean other than a really really great album uh like okay so the worst so what was happening is unfortunate part about it is and that's maybe the unfortunate part about the music industry itself is that it's like extremely siloed so all these bands the, the straight business end of it is that all these bands are all individual businesses and some of them feel that they need to compete against against each other within a within a specific uh, location, uh, whether that's online, whether that's in the media, whether blah blah blah. A lot of people feel so nobody really goes above and beyond to help 
you understand things that you need to do to advance in the music industry, um, especially to uh, us, us black people that all they want to do is put us on hip hop shows and shit. Um, and they don't, and they often say how much they don't know how to, where to place us um, regularly, still to this day. <laughs> so, so uh, I would say like, we just made a, like we, every mistake that you possibly can make in a band, we probably did it. We released our self titled. We, um, basically just played shows. All we did was just play shows. We weren't worried about making new music and blah, 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 to the point where there's a lot of internal beef myself wondering like, what do I do now? Like we haven't, we're not rock stars now, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? Uh, so, uh, so eventually like I kind of just was, uh, uh, I was like just really sad that like it, the whole music industry wasn't really going the way I thought it was going to go in the direction that it was going to go. Uh, and I made me wonder if I was good enough to do it. Um, so I took, I think our last tour um, was in, uh, after we made an album that like, like it took an hour, it took a year to record it. And when we finished it, I was like, this should have came out last year. It sounds like it should have came out last year. <laughs> so, so, so it's not good. We can't put this out. It is what it is. Fuck the money. After that period of time and after that last tour, I was like, yo, I don't know if I ever really even want to play shows again, like at all, because we're going around, I'm taking time away from family. I'm spending all of my money and all my time at this. And uh, and I don't see I don't see a path anywhere. So I took some time to figure out what I want to do. Uh, and in music, the one thing I really wanted to do is at least one time I wanted to do a solo album. So I wrote an album and uh, I was like, this is a really cool solo album, but it would have probably been better as let me let me see what Cola would do on drums here. Let me see what Joey would do on bass here. Oh, it sounds better now. This can't be a fucking solo album, but it could be our last album. Let's call it the ends because uh, this is it. Uh, like so, so, so. Uh, the last song on the ends is literally about breaking up the band. So, 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 um, uh, so, uh, uh, and I and I love making them play it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, man. Like it, I just thought, like, it, but now, but like during the process and during the recording, it was it was incredible, man. Like so, we like we were like we had such a good time that like I can't see myself giving this up now. Um, it's all it's all working now. I stopped during that time when I was away. I I figured out what I what I personally needed to do to help the band, which is stop caring about what people say um, at all. Like people will come up to us and say, hey, you guys should really make more chorusy music like this person. Uh, you should really incorporate chords like this person. Uh, that's a person that I don't know that doesn't look like me. And you should really uh, look at some of these other uh, old rock heads that are the best uh, that in the genre and, that, and make a song like that person and blah, blah. Like they don't look like me. They're not from where I'm from. I don't even listen to the music uh, at all. Like I don't listen to it. So, so how can you ask me to be this person? Like, you know what? Your advice is trash. I'm going to do what I, I'm going to make the songs that I want to make. Uh, I don't give a fuck what they sound like. Uh, I don't care how anybody feels. And the pushback that we got during this process was was immense. <laughs> was, was immense. And I'm not even talking about the label. Uh, label. Label was really supportive, but like a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback. Oh, we should try to do this. We should try to do that. Um, why don't you try to make your voice sound like this and that? Like, fuck all that shit, man. The most freeing thing anybody could do in music 
is not care uh, about anything, probably in life. Just like, as long as you're not dying and staying safe, don't care. Um, uh, commit to whatever you want to do. It literally will give you the best results. Cause like now when I look back, I got the album that I wanted. I think, I think at the end of when I, when I'm done with music, when they pry this guitar from my cold dead hands, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll look back and I said, like, at least I wrote the ends. Um, uh, like, I feel yeah. like it's that good. At least I did that yeah. because like I can pass that to my niece and be like, Hey, you're, you got a cool uncle uh, that made a cool album uh, at one point in time. You know, uh, I think that's important to me. So going up only happened because like I let go of the baggage um, yeah. personally uh, and everything. It just lets in new energy for you. You know, um, yeah. if you're not, if you're not bogged down by the old energy. That's a lot of good wisdom there. Cullen and I do a top five albums of the year every, at the end of every year. And in 2020, the ends was in my top five. That's how much oh, I fucking you. loved it. It was so good. It, man. 2021, 2022, 2023, yeah, actually, yeah, 2023. Exactly. <laughs> just, keep, just keep going. Just keeps it. going. <laughs> so here, here's where I'll say, I who knows how big the OBGMs is ever going to be? Who knows? But what I will say is you guys are a part of like a scene within punk that I think is going to become one of the most important. I don't know if it's going to be the biggest but it's going to be one of the most important scenes in punk. And you guys are along the lines of what I would like, I would maybe put you alongside like death grips because of your hip hop background and the way that you're able to incorporate kind of this like rap scream sing kind of like, like th th there's like certainly a hip hop influence obviously in the music. I think death grips does that really well, but also there's an, there's a new artist that's coming onto the scene that I think is going to be, pretty like pretty influential um i don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard of them but um soul goal uh oh we know them soul glow oh my them. goodness yeah, they're so they're fucking Philly. talented yeah, they're good. and yeah. the way that be my ass yeah i know that's right yeah that's right <laughs> and the way he's able to incorporate that like kind of hip-hop yeah. hardcore punk kind of like you guys are like you guys started in 2007 like yeah man I don't know how much of an influence you are on some of these artists, but like you at least are in that I lineage so. with them. <laughs> and I think there's something to be said about that. Like these are some of the most important artists in the punk world. And I would put you alongside with them. And yeah. uh, so there's at least that. Who knows if it's going to be hugely popular, but in terms of importance, I would put you up there with some of those artists that. I, you, maybe you look up to some of them or think that they're yeah. really good, but I would put you in that same conversation with them. I appreciate it, man. Like, I think the thing that we, that we encounter like uh, now in, and I think everybody kind of just needs to kind of be aware is that now that if you just played my music uh, and you never, ever saw me, like everybody kind of feels the need to kind of put, like this is how we just how we deal with music. We need to put you in this box so we understand what we're tasting. Um, uh, I need to know what that flavor is. I'm cooking on the side. I need to know what the flavor is, right? So when people compare us, they often feel the need to compare us to bad brains. Oh, you guys are bad brains. Oh, like legendary punk bad brains. You got dreads. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like no, compare compare me to fucking Nirvana. Like like that's mm. how I feel. Like because there's nothing that limits you from doing that. <laughs> like I'm, uh, I'm really glad you said that. I was gonna say the one yeah. element that Mason forgot there was that you have such a knack, kind of like Kurt Cobain melody, uh, in the choruses and stuff like yeah. that that you do. Compare uh, me to compare me to those guys. You know, it does yeah. not it does not 
Like I love Soul Glow. They're from Philly. I love I, like Steph from Pup put me on fucking Soul Glow, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I love, I love, I love them. I love them. I think they're fucking sick. Um, like compare us to Turnstile. Uh, compare compare us to compare us to anybody else. You can compare us to every single person, uh, every shape, every look. Because I think what the thing about music is right now is that everything draws from the counterculture, uh, period. Mm. Everybody's always going to try to draw from hip hop. Everybody's going to always draw from R&B. Rock itself just drew, drew from, just sped up blues. Um, like it is what it is. Like that's just what it's going to be. Uh, so we don't need to, when we're, when we're talking about the OBGNs, we don't necessarily need to say like, um, like we understand that we are the black people in this shit. We get it. And I'm proud of it. I love it. Um, it's it, I, I love it. I love it, man. I love that. I, I fucking make people like, what the fuck is going on over here? When they look <laughs> at us, I love that shit. Go to Germany and they be like, what the fuck is it? I love that shit. I love doing that there. But I want to eliminate like that barrier because that's the same barrier um, that stops us from ascending. So mm. what will happen is that is, is a lot of people will be like, all right, cool. You guys are like whatever uh, in the other independent, uh, 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 predominantly black rock artist that uses hip hop. So we're gonna make sure that we filter you in that super, super specific field. Uh, but that super specific is very niche and it's very hard to type in Google. So, so, yeah, so uh, whereas something more wide reaching would, and putting me there too, lifts me up. These motherfuckers is like Weezer. Um, uh, they're like, they're better than Weezer. They're like Nirvana. They're like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They're like the Strokes. They're doing something different that people don't sound like, um, uh, regardless of, of their racial background, stuff like that. Not getting at you, I'm just saying that but that's what happens all the time. Right. Uh, no, no. So yeah, man, flip, Nirvana, part two. I'm cool with that. I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool with that, man. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Uh, I think it is time for your top five most influential albums of all time. Oof. Are you a, ready? Uh, you know what? Let me see. I think I can be ready. Uh, so, the first album. The first album I ever got was um, was uh, the first. Uh, it was a tape actually I ever ever received uh, was uh, Puff Daddy and the Family. It's all about the Benjamins record. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so so that pretty much introduced me personally to music, like outside of just listening to what my mom or sisters listen to. So like like I know I know the whole catalog. I know like all the lyrics um, is what I listen to a lot, and it was basically probably one of my most important albums like i ever owned because it introduced me to the world like after i got the album i started writing um raps you know obviously gangster raps uh from the mean streets of toronto you know, you know like shit's real out here you know I mean? well funny thing is that i'm actually from the so so it is real out here but it's not as real as like yonkers new york <laughs> so not as real <laughs> um uh, so that album I'd have to go first. Uh, the first uh, rock album I ever purchased was uh, uh, the Jimi Hendrix Experience album. Um, oh. So, uh, man, which album like, was it? So it was literally like a it was like a it was like a Jimi Hendrix Experience album. 
compilation uh, or yeah it was like a compilation album okay. i feel like there was like five discs on that place like it was a lot um but um it's the album that i took to calanthony's house uh my drummer and i was like yo i love music like this let's chop it up and turn it into hip-hop um so so we made like he made a beat from purple haze and i mean he made a beat from foxy lady <laughs> so, um yeah. but like that was his introduction to rock though that's the first rock cd anybody ever gave him uh and he never gave it back to me and i hate him ever i hate him dearly <laughs> <laughs> deeply <laughs> Uh, oh. Mason and I have uh, some very similar stories to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stole one of my bro. favorite albums of all time and lost it. What? Oh, yeah. Terrible, 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 terrible. Um, I'm a um, bad friend. Yeah, that's fine. Just throw the toss out the window. Let him. Let him know that you don't care about his feelings. <laughs> um, uh, I would say um, so. The first rock song I know I was ever into was "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, and I found out about this song. Um, there's a show, there's a show on our music channel. It was called uh, uh, The Mix. Uh, no, it wasn't even The Mix. It was like Rap City in the Basement, where they basically took some artists and they made them do their top ten songs or top ten videos that they that they liked. And this was Red Man and Method Man. Mm. Uh, and number one, they put uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" uh, on this hip hop channel. And I'm like, yo, I've never heard this before. But like. This is Red Man and Meth Man. Their favorite song is "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I yeah. can like this. Hell uh, yeah. Like, like people in my hood were you can't listen to that. Like, I mean, that's not how it was back then. Uh, so, like, but that gave me like a gateway uh, to to listen to Nevermind, and like, like have my mind blown. Like that, that album is obviously a classic record from no no stops, no skips from top to bottom. Uh, outside of that, uh, Nerd's. Uh, uh, I'm going to say In Search Of. Uh, so NERD's first album, uh, In Search Of, was re was originally all done electronically, uh, but then they re-released it with live drums, and it was flipping amazing to me. Mm. Um, so I heard that album, and I was like, this is, I mean, this is how you blend it. This is how you do it. Um, you put, you make, you don't have to, like, I don't have to listen to, these guys over here i don't gotta listen i don't gotta know the encyclopedia of what green day has done or blah like i'm just gonna go ahead and turn distortion on okay <laughs> like that's how let's turn this distortion on now um and uh uh what am i at the ends obviously but that's just goaded so we only yes no i'm album. glad you said that <laughs> we've been waiting for an artist to actually claim their own their own music like, as, well, their, as like, influential to them because it is right it, it, like i don't i don't have like I'm notorious, especially during the writing process. I don't listen to music like I, cause I don't want to, especially during the prime of the ends, I'm different now, but during the times of the ends, like I didn't listen to music, specific, specifically rock music. I mean, because I didn't want to derive any influences yeah. from anybody. Um, so nobody can look at an album, in my opinion, can look at an album like the ends and say, this sounds like this album, like uh, which one? um uh, for for a whole record you may pick out a song or two that have something from here or there whatever but the whole record no fucking way <laughs> no no Absolutely. no fuck, no fucking way so like we're i feel like we're one of the bands that are that are actually trying to do something different with music as opposed to doing what they heard on the radio mm -hmm. um so or doing what their their people they idolize have done in a new way 
Like, fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm literally trying to change music. Uh, so top five influential albums, it, like, it's a shame that uh, if anybody, I think if anybody else did that record, uh, I think if Queens of Stone Age did that record, it would be a platinum record. I think if anybody else did that record, yes. it would be a platinum record. That's how yeah. I feel. Um, I don't like it from the, from the intro to the end. Bro, it's it's a very very great record. Yeah, no, that's my five. I'm not going no. It's goaded. I love <laughs> like, it. It's I'm number so one out of all of those. Albums. <laughs> I'm so glad. You, and you know what? That that matches your your lyrical songwriting as well. Yeah. Just this uh, <laughs> this burst of confidence. I I I feel so good about myself after listening to <laughs> the ends. You should. Like, you should. It's I feel like I, I feel like I could run through goddamn walls. That's the point. That's the point, man. Free yourself from caring free oh, yeah. free yourself let's just do it man like it you know if i could i can't even i don't even know if i can articulate how it how like all right so when we recorded outside which was like like the first or second song that we took we did the experience of like doing that song made me go like this is this is exactly it um i brought my boy in to do bongos on that and uh, Dave Schiffman told the story about how somebody brought their friend in to, to play additional instrumentation on some big record, and it was a horrible experience for everybody. It's <laughs> always <laughs> so like, oh, this, make sure this is not like that. <laughs> filled with great stories, but I was like, nah, he's gonna, he's gonna kill it. And as soon as he started playing, everybody just looked at each other and like, I think we knew we locked in that we were doing something for real. Because who's putting, who's putting bongos on the things like that? Not like that. Oh, shit. Uh, not oh, shit. like that. So hey, good record. Um, I'm very excited to see what we do next which uh which should come out pretty soon september-ish october-ish um, sick man yeah, that's it, yeah. can i just say really quickly about the ends too that i loved about the album is the visuals that you had both in the music videos and just the album artwork Super literally cool. fits the sound so perfectly well Appreciate i don't know that. who was like kind of in direction around all of that but us, it, us, you us, nail man. it you all nail so, it you killed yeah. it Super so, DIY. So cola, so cola is a legit graphic designer. So anything that was still a uh, still photo um, was edited by Cola. Uh, we had a lot of help. Like uh, Amanda Fotes uh, took the picture for the album cover and a lot of the merch. But Cola's done all the designs, all the logos, all that stuff like that. For all the videos, since I had the pet, the pandemic kind of fucked us. So I was already gone from music from 2018. So like, and then we recorded the ends in the fall of 2019. And we hadn't played a show since December of 2017. Um, we were already like gone for like three-ish years. So we were like, okay, uh, album's about to, we got to, let's release this album. Great. Then there's a whole fucking pandemic. And, <laughs> and we're like, we have to release music. Otherwise, by the time this is over, it's going to be five years. Yeah. Like, so fuck that. Like, let's just go ahead and release it in the pandemic. So, but since I had the pandemic as time, I got to teach myself how to to make videos. Uh, so, 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 uh, Sick, uh, yeah. So I literally got to buy cameras. Like I wish I had it set up now. Would have used it as a webcam. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, man. I got to I got to learn how to do a lot of the all the all the videos. So anything that's moving is me. Anything that's still is like we call it still. And real fun times, man. I'm having fun with videos. We just released a video, which is actually my, it's not our most popular one, but it's my favorite video. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that we did. dude, it's such an, it's such an important skill to have too, especially if you're going to be a DIY band. Like, yeah, I think you have to do it. Yeah. I think bands need to know that like somebody on their team needs to be able to do this period. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. 
100%. No, we've talked about before, like, when, when you're a band, at least these days, you have to not only know how to make good music, but you have to be yep. good at social media. You have to be yep. good at making your own merch. You have to be good Business. at making your own music videos. Like, it, it's more it's than tough. just making good music these days oh, as a band. More, like, you have to be more, good yeah. at all of these things really yeah. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no, you can't, like, you can't rely on anything else. Um, sure. Like, it is what it is. Like, the music industry moves too fast. And a lot of people are consuming their music through streaming. So if you're if you're thinking that you're gonna drop a song, and so, and somebody's just gonna listen to it, you're you're fucking shit out of luck, bro. It's just not gonna fucking happen like that. Yeah. Um, sixty thousand songs come out a day, and your one song, it's like you hit the lot. You might hit the lottery, but it's probably unlikely, uh, unless you're signed to unless you're a universal plant uh, from Universal <laughs> Music, <laughs> then, 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 then it will happen. Um, even even uh, if you got twenty four fucking writers on your song. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's I mean, still that, not a guarantee, right? No, not a guarantee. It's, uh, it's definitely <laughs> not a guarantee for sure. So, like, doing whatever else you can do to bring attention to your art is essential um, because yeah. it's not going to happen if you're just targeting streaming and not doing shit and just playing your instruments. Fuck that. Those days are gone. <laughs> Those days are gone if they ever were here. Yeah, for sure, man. So, the ends. Where can people get it? You have the new record coming out uh, so- sometime maybe this fall, potentially. Yeah, sure. Do you have a name for that yet? Haven't named it yet trying to figure out i'm having a i'm having a personal discussion on if we're gonna go harder uh, or or if we're gonna go softer um and release two eps so i think we're gonna go i think we're gonna go hard as fuck so my idea is that (laughs) all the images right now i'm going like late 90s uh or sorry early 90s late 80s images millie think think millie vanilli think human league oh Uh, yeah you know how everybody's always sad and like emotionless like (laughs) like think about that um uh, uh like why were they always in pain like so I'm going with that for um, images, but like I'm thinking by the time the album comes out, like think those images on like the hardest possible fucking song you can think. Yeah. Think, just, just dumb. Just, I just want to disrupt people's minds. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so we're just trying to, we're, we have a lot of demos. It's been a long time. So we're just trying to sort through which ones we want to do. Um, I know we got another song coming up in about four weeks I, that I have to shoot the video for like now um but uh like i probably like a couple weeks ago but I'm, i've been delayed and uh and that song i'm excited for i like it a lot uh and uh the next five six songs we choose so we'll shape what type of project it is but you should expect it in fall for sure for sure sweet man well we'll be looking forward to it is there anything else you'd like to plug oh uh, we're going on tour we're going on tour with pup in september uh we're going on tour with dfa and in october through november which is going to be kind of crazy like, pretty cool um, where where generally regionalized uh, are going to be minneapolis at all oh yeah we're definitely doing minneapolis we are doing minneapolis uh i'm literally blowing it up right now we'll i'll comp you guys so send you these ticks uh, minneapolis yeah. where uh yeah we're doing minneapolis with dfa on november 7th um oh uh, dang it oh, I, oh, I, out of town. we are having a like, we're having a baby like oh, the whole baby week. thing's gonna get in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that week. I've known you longer than your baby, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's not even here yet. <laughs> um, but no worry. We'll be. We'll. We'll definitely gonna be back to the states by by like we're gonna be here every every six months. Well, much. I'll I'll Perfect. come and see you in Minneapolis though, even if Cullen decides to yeah, have a yeah. baby. 
have a, a baby who <laughs> prioritize new things. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to plug? I would say like uh, other amazing bands, like uh, let's call it what it is. Like we are, we are black punk fucking rockers. You know what I'm saying? And like this scene does not saturated with that. Um, so I think uh, being intentional in finding like some different music that might, that, that might be kind of difficult to sift through, like as in get find might be important, man. And I can put you on some artists that are, that I find amazing. Nova twins, uh, who I think are the biggest, going to be the biggest rock stars in the world in the next three years. Oxymorons, same goes for them. Uh, Elliot Maggs, I've been listening to a lot of him. He's uh, fantastic. And out of Toronto, there's an artist named Ashley Shotzi. Uh, Ashley with two E's. Uh, Shotzi, S-C-H-A-T-Z-E, who I think is just incredible. Uh, millennial music, listen to that. Uh, and uh, just to name a few, oh, Pink Shift, um, is they're great. They're out of Baltimore. Um, and I think they're freaking fantastic. They got an album coming out July, I think July 1st. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, shit, man. Like, and that's it. Like, just take in some other artists, you know what I mean? Like, let's not, let's, we don't all have to look and sound the same. All right. Like, so if all you're being forced to listen to is, is Drake, like, which I love because I'm from Toronto, um, now try to find that other artist. If for rock, if all you're being forced to listen to is Red Hot Chili Peppers, whom I love, now try to find somebody. <laughs> try, try to find somebody else uh, uh, because that's how we keep the music industry going, man. This music, if particularly for rock, yo, it feels like rock is dead. All the rock stars are dead. Do you remember the time when there used to be rock stars and we used to know yeah, their fucking yeah, I remember names? Guitar music. Yeah. Hey, remember that shit? Like, yeah. but like, they used to exist. We know who Kurt Cobain's name is. Uh, you know, we know Anthony Kiedis. We know these names. Like, we know Jack White. We know these names. But like now, we don't know these fucking names. Right. Why? Because we're held on to this old, old shit that we don't need to hold on to. There's cool shit going on right here, um, uh, right now. Uh, and I'm also on the campaign for Pup to get a Grammy. Uh, so Pup for Grammy. Whoever you need to know, whoever need to contact, make that happen. Pup for a Grammy. That's we'll, it. we'll be on it. I don't know how yeah, influential yeah. we are with the Grammys, but we make will make it be happen with the Recording Academy. Make it happen. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Love that. Well, Denzel, thank you so much for chatting a little bit more about the OBGMs again. A couple years ago, one of my favorite albums of the year. So fucking good. <laughs> and this uh, year. Check out all those artists that you just mentioned. Uh, everybody check out those artists. I don't know if I knew any of them, so I'm going to be checking them out immediately after this interview. So uh, thank you so much for chatting a little bit more about the music. And we are literally so stoked for the new music coming out. And it's very likely that if the album comes out in this fall, it will be in my top 2022 album of the year again. <laughs> so we'll be one and two then, all right? That makes sense. She listened to self-titled as well, so we're one, two, three. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, brother. Thank you very much, guys. 